Welcome, Black Hollywood Life fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk climate control, natural versus added sugars, preventing celiac disease, and more. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back with an all-new episode of Fit Club. And boy, we do have some interesting topics to talk about. We sure do. <laughs> but first up, we got nominated for a podcast award. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and if you don't know who we are, my name is Saka Smith, <laughs> your host as always. And I'm joined by the lovely Miss TK Trindad, who you've seen What's up? on After Show After After Show. A lot. Um, and also on TMZ as well, and VH1, doing mm-hmm. her thing, doing her thing. So... What great news we got? What great news we got? There was no great news. It was a playoff of what Ryan was saying. But obviously you guys missed that whole part <laughs> and thought I had great news. But no great news that I can talk about. That you can talk about? No. So, okay. But for now, we got a podcast award. Hopefully we're going to win the thing. I it's, know. Is there money in this podcast award? Yeah, what's, 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 what's going on? I, I think there might Am be. Am I going to get a raise, Shaka? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Zero to zero. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Okay. This thought my check was coming eventually. Yeah. yeah. One day. One day. It's in the mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the 14th annual People's Choice Podcast Awards, so and we've been nominated with some a great slate of nominees. So hopefully we'll we'll pull out a win. But uh, you guys can check them out at the I guess podcastawards.com. Uh, yeah, so if we have more information, we will let you know. Sounds good. I actually got it pulled up right here, oh. y'all. Um, so yeah, it's it's the podcastawards.com, and we are under the health section, mm-hmm. nice. the health section of podcast.com, Fit Club, nominated with, uh, I think, nine others. Nice. Yeah, so, Several yeah. others. So very excited to be included in, in those nominees, and hopefully we, we got this. We got this. I got it. With, with everyone's support. <laughs> there you go. How can uh, people support? Can they support? I don't. I don't think there's a voting system, but maybe oh. if you if you shout us out on social, give us the five stars, you comment, like, positive comments. It's got to help, right? Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> but the first story we got to talk about is climate control, not what we've all been talking about with the, you know the weather, but actually what is the optimate climate to have in the home. Mm. And so we got some guidelines from Energy Star, but this was from an energy efficient standpoint. But they say 78 degrees when you wake up, 85 degrees during the day, and 82 degrees in your house during sleeping, yeah. But that and that can save $180 a year, but, <laughs> but yeah, you sweat yeah, right? That sounded a little hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so these guidelines are kind of similar to U.S. Department of Energy, which is 78 degrees in the home. Mm-hmm. But according to the National Sleep Foundation, actually that sort of warm temperature can disrupt your sleep. Mm. And so what they actually say is 65 degrees is going to be the best um, best temperature to sleep at. That sounds like a little cold, though. But and they say that's the best temperature, and that cold does not disrupt your sleep. But the heat will actually disrupt your REM, and you know. Well, I mean, d- you have to also um, attribute to male or female too, because we it, th- there was that study I think a couple of years ago where you know women are always cold in the office, yeah, because the temperature is more geared to men because we run different temperatures. Yeah. So does that. Well, so what happens is, so a 2012 study um, looked at heat exposure, and it, it showed that it increased your wakefulness and it decreased your slow wave sleep and your REM sleep. However, cold did not have that effect. So even though you might feel a certain way, it's the actual heat that's going to disrupt you because your body has an internal climate clock. Right. And so the heat disrupts that internal climate clock, but the cold doesn't. So even though you might feel a certain type of way, the cold doesn't actually I agree with mess that. with your climate clock. Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give them that. So uh, what's your temperature? What, what do you sleep at? 
whatever's outside. I don't. I mean, whatever's outside. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. Che- I'm, I'm pretty cheap. Like I'm old school. My parents. We don't. We didn't. We had a dishwasher, but we never used the dishwasher. We yeah. barely used the AC. So I became very accustomed to. I mean, I guess outhouse living. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like, uh, if it's cold, I just put on some sweats, and if it's not cold, then I just don't put on sweats and you know I so I've gotten so used to that yeah. where it's just like I mean the super hot days during the day um, I might put on the AC but I'm hardly home yeah so um, at night I just go to bed yeah. like it's I don't put on the AC I don't even have a fan anymore well I, I used to like it warm at bed uh, warm at night and then one winter the heater wasn't working and so every night was freezing and I actually got used to that cold and started to like the cold and I looked up I also found that I was just in better shape during that period of time right. and so I just looked it up and it turns out when you keep your house colder you actually burn more calories because your metabolism is trying to keep you warm right. and so I don't know if it's that, that mentally made it more attractive to me but right. now when I sleep I like it to be fairly cold oh yeah no I just always I, I, I sleep with a comforter year round too yeah so oh, yeah, I do like the comforter feeling, but it's nice and cold. Yeah, even in, even in the yeah. summer, like it, I might not be covered with the comforter, but there's some variation of the comforter covering part of my <laughs> yeah. body. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, have I you guess. gotten to the weighted blanket trend? The weighted blanket. The, the weighted weighted blankets. No, I just got a comforter. <laughs> well, the same provides better sleep. I mean, so I'm thinking about trying. At it, the end yeah. of the day, I, I kind of feel like we're getting so pampered that if. Um, I mean, I, I hope we don't get attacked by zombies, but definitely there is an attack on um, a cyber attack coming for sure. And you won't be able to afford certain luxuries. So, like, I feel like I just rather be in this state of not necessary with nothing, but just like, uh, if I don't have my phone, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to die. But there are yeah. going to be people who are so connected yeah. to all their gadgets in the home and all this other stuff oh, of course. that it's going to be an issue. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to be one of those people. Well, I'll be taking my weighted blanket with me. <laughs> I want my good sleep even when the attacks <laughs> When the come zombies out. are yeah. attacking, he's going to take his weighted blanket. The one thing he's going to grab That'll from his house. That'll make the difference. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our, next, our next story is actually about... I'm a big, obviously, big vegan, big, you know, on the vegan train. Mm-hmm. Um, but our plant-based burgers good and and one of the things I've been worried about with veganism is that you know when companies start to go vegan especially some of these bigger companies are going oh my god all of them Burger King yeah. uh, Del Taco I think Taco Bell has something I think McDonald's might have something yeah. yes there's a lot of folks so there's always the worry that maybe they won't do it in the right way and are we just going hey it's vegan it's healthy but vegan doesn't always mean healthy right so the question is are these plant based burgers good and we here they actually looked at the Impossible Burger the Beyond Burger both of which are like everywhere Beyond Burgers in 35,000 locations Mm-hmm. Impossible Burger 5000. And what they do for these two burgers is they're trying to make it taste like meat. It does taste like meat. Yeah, and so it's, it's something called the heme, which is the iron molecule in soy plants. But if you look at the different burgers, you're looking about 240 calories with the Impossible, 250 for the Beyond. Mm-hmm. And with beef, you get 280, and turkey, you get 220 to 240. Right. So it, almost negligible there. What you don't get with the, the plant-based burgers are any cholesterol, which you do get with the beef and the oh, turkey. Okay. So zero cholesterol, but the Impossible is 8-gram saturated fat. Beyond six grams saturated fat, whereas beef is a little bit higher at nine, but turkey's four to five. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people might think turkey's actually a better alternative. It, it could come down to that. And the big is that why people have 
uh, Beyond Burgers, though? Well, if you went for it for health reasons. Some people go vegan for health reasons. And it, it looks like, if you're looking at the Turkey Burger versus the Impossible Beyond, it's about the same if you're going for health. Mm. Um, if you're looking at those macronutrients as your sign for health. Oh, wow, okay. But um, the Impossible and Beyond are really high in sodium. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other ones, the beef and the... the the turkey is it? Well, they have to season it to taste like beef, and they do taste like yeah. beef. I've had the one at uh, Fat Sal's, amazing. They also have a vegan milkshake there, yeah. which is great. Like it tastes like that that type, um, you know, the milkshake and the burger. But I'm all I'm always kind of um, I'm like, oh, this is great as a treat, yeah, yeah, but not something that I would have all the time. Because vegan doesn't equal healthy, yeah. right? But but for me, it's always nerve wracking now because they got it so close. If I go to a place that's got mixed sort of food, right. I got to be like, are you sure this is the vegan one? Because it tastes so close, right? Now. And they're and on top of that, they're probably cooking on the same fryer. Yeah, yeah. So it's like There's you got to be a ninety-eight percent <laughs> chance. So yeah, if you're, I, I I'm not that super strict. I, when people are like, are you vegan? Like, I'm more of like a vegan, vegetarian, like I'm a, a, a hybrid mix if that makes sense, <laughs> like I adjust to I'm not the, the strict vegan where it's just yeah. like do you have this, this and that because that's, you know, when you know you go to the wrong restaurant and they spit in your food yeah. like I just <laughs> rather, you know just take the hit and yeah. take the L and if I really want to stick to it then I just need to, you know yeah. stick to my like house and do what I need to do, yeah. but yeah the, the, the there, there are also a few studies where a lot of the stuff that they're putting in is not good for you as far as the chemicals as well. Yeah, and that's what we have to also worry about mm-hmm. too is making sure that they're make manufacturing because it's still processed you yeah. know? but what they did find is the grain based veggie burgers the ones that are made from the, the, the beans and and yeah, yeah exactly those are healthier but they don't taste good uh, well, well I mean I like the taste of some of them some of them like I love that black bean sort of taste with the, the black spices. beans good yeah. yeah but there was like a red quinoa one that I had and I was like oh this is not yeah, even some of them are a little bit like just not even it just tastes like vegetables like a right. vegetable patty but um, you're looking at about 150 to 160 calories only one gram of saturated fat they do come in a little bit lower on protein, nine grams of protein, mm-hmm. and the other ones being around um, nineteen to twenty grams of protein. But I mean, I think, I think the, so. The veggie-based one is a pretty good alternative in terms of health-wise. I think, but it, it just—it's still fast food. It's just higher quality fast food. It, your concern is like if you want to have a burger and you're watching all this stuff, then maybe you just shouldn't have the burger. Yeah, but you can have a high quality, I think, fast food burger if it's made from like the right ingredients. Yeah, yeah. but it's still a burger. Like you can't, yeah. you know, a lot of people, and I was guilty of this too, like where it's like I, I saw the, the vegan chicken wings yeah. at, or the vegan um, chicken fingers at the grocery store yeah. and I'm like oh my god this is amazing it tastes just like chicken and then I got the chicken one and I got the, the fish sticks and I got the meatballs and all this yeah. other stuff and now I'm having different meals but it's still a substitute but it's not healthy well, it's, to well, have it's on a regular basis though. Healthier. it's healthier yeah, yeah, yeah. but to have it to, to you have to also think you still want to get more fruits and vegetables more fruits and vegetables yeah. but to have something that's supposed to, that tastes like chicken they're yeah. putting something to make it taste like chicken. No, not necessarily, because when you say it tastes like chicken, a lot of it, a lot of the taste we associate with food and meat mm-hmm. is plant-based. It's, it's all the seasonings we put on it. We season steak before we eat it. We season chicken. The reason certain chicken tastes good is because of the seasoning, not because the chicken itself tastes good. Mm-hmm. Curry chicken, jerk chicken, that's because of the seasoning, you know? Uh, no, because if, if you have curry chicken and curry chickpeas, they're two different things. But the, flavor, the flavor is very right, similar because it's the Right, but people want the, the there's the now taste, but there's also the, the texture. Now the texture, yeah. But if you're looking just for the taste, you got the same taste. Well, yeah. yeah, the taste. But I think people, the people, the serious meat eater, eaters, they're more they about more the, the texture. texture too, as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen and I've smelled 
certain meats where it's just like, oh, that's not even edible, but you're eating it. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I still promote going for the Beyond and Impossible, well, but course. just but watch your sodium because they are extremely high mm-hmm. in sodium. Then so, you add the fries and the drink to that, so yeah. it's a wrap for the so, day. And sodium can be a huge problem on its own, so mm-hmm. we know that. Um, but yeah, so uh, what's your, do you have a preferred burger choice? Do you have Beyond or Impossible? Um, gosh, I don't know because I do, I'm I'm on the thing that. Um, if I want a substitute, I'm, I still treat it like a treat. Yeah. So I don't have them very often. Yeah. So I like. I think it's the impossible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the ones. I, I think I believe I've tasted both. Yeah. Um, I, I tried the. I think the Beyond. Um, Taco at Del Taco yeah, as well. I tasted. They, they're actually. They're actually really good. But I couldn't. I don't. I don't know the difference. I don't yeah. go. I don't take them often enough to yeah. to tell the difference. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the impossible. The impossible tastes pretty good. So I, I think I've whatever Wahlburgers has good. there, I think they're impossible. I, they're the impossible. Yeah. That that's really good yeah, too. Yeah, the impossible. Is. But it's just the ambiance and like I, I think you don't you shouldn't be having a burger every week anyway. Like yeah, that's yeah. my personal opinion. But you know. Yeah, and I think the, I think the, I don't think you can get the impossible in stores, but Beyond is in stores. Yeah. But um, but yeah. <laughs> so just food for thought. Food for thought. Uh, another study has come out talking about gluten and celiac disease. So it turns out it looks like they're linking your risk of getting celiac to whether or not you've had an unusual amount or a higher amount than normal of gluten in the first five years of birth Mm -hmm. um, or five years of life. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure if you have kids, you might want to limit the amount of gluten. This was a study published in JAMA, and they looked at the first five years for these kids, 6,600 newborns they looked at, and they actually looked at newborns that were more susceptible. Mm -hmm. So ones that had a a certain particular genome that coded for type 2 diabetes or type 1 diabetes and celiac. Of this group, 20, 20% developed the autoimmune response to celiac disease, with 7% actually going on to develop celiac disease. Mm-hmm. And it showed that they all that group had had a higher amount of gluten in the first five years, with the diagnosis coming around two to three years old. So I guess the takeaway is to, nothing that we can really do now, right. um, yeah, but certainly <laughs> if you have children, that's sort of the takeaway. I guess watch the that gluten The first five intake. years, but what yeah. are you feeding your, like the first... How well, long probably, do you breastfeed? Like a year? Less than a year? I would imagine two to three years old when those kids start asking for McDonald's, certain parents are just giving it to them. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, and that's just bread, 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 or whatever. And it might just be whether it's a cultural thing or whatever. Now it's something you need to kind of watch out for if you're overindulging your child. Right. But I guess also it's portions, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, McDonald's, yeah, all that was like a luxury and a treat. Like, we didn't go to McDonald's often. But we did eat a lot of West Indian food, but the portions were according. Yeah, and you don't get that much gluten in that in that food either. So. No, because we, you know, had like all Very the, meat-based. <laughs> yeah, very, very meat-based, and there was heavy on the rice, but, you know, just... But we were also active, and I think that yeah. also play, comes into play as well with the metabolism, but... Yeah, so... We'll see. So, do you try to be gluten-free now? Have you? Have you... Yeah, I don't. Well, gluten makes me, gluten makes me very tired and yeah, lethargic. Yeah. So I can't, it, and I have a lot to do. So, and I'm like now at this moment, I'm running off of like four hours of sleep on a good day. Yeah. So if I have gluten, it's a, like I can't fight it. It's so, a wrap. So you maybe need to turn down the temperature at night because maybe 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 that heat is keeping you four hours. Maybe well, you no, got five that's because I have six. to work. You just I have to get up. So what's your average time you're going to sleep by? Uh it depends. Like tonight I'll be in bed by midnight and I have to be up by three. Jeez. So yeah, it just depends. Every day is like different, but on average I'm getting four ish. And and you're getting to sleep pretty quickly when you when you decide to actually sleep. Well, it's yeah, it's more of a like I have a I have a routine 
and like everything comes shuts off and I'm not thinking about all the projects that I have to do it's like okay and I, I have my three timers I have my watch and I just go and Wait, your three timers before you go to bed? No, my three uh, alarms. Oh, so my, I said okay. three alarms. <laughs> I thought you had three like sleep timers, like get to bed now. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I try to get to bed, like on. The, but then I, I know you can't make up on sleep, but yeah. there's certain days where I can. I'm in bed earlier. Yeah. So then I get five hours of sleep. Yeah. So it just depends on on the day. So I try. I make sure that I either I make sure that I know I'm going to get less amount of sleep so that I try the day before to like kind of just get a little right yeah. so I'm not going off of like fumes yeah but you know it's it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> it's adulting uh, well a lot of people have some questions about natural sugars versus added sugars mm-hmm. um, you know for me I've always said natural sugars natural sugars all day all day mm-hmm. uh, of course no added sugars but is that even good for you? Because some people do say, oh, you can't have too much fruit or, you know, um, too many natural sugars as well. Right. But it turns out, or it seems as if the, the conventional wisdom is you're fine with natural sugars. Because what people are pointing out now is natural sugars, when you have them in like a fruit, mm-hmm. that's coming with the fiber and the nutrients. Right. And the fiber you might be able to process it. Yeah, and the fiber actually acts to kind of slow your blood glucose, so you have mm-hmm. the response to it as well. When you're having added sugars, you're just getting the sugar, concentrated, boom. And right. you, have, you have to also watch out for the natural sugars that are added that are like, oh, it's, you know, it's this sort of natural sugar that's added to it. Right. Because, again, it's added in such a high concentrated form mm-hmm. that you're getting way more than you should be. And so hopefully they're going to combat this with the nutritional, the new nutritional label coming out in 2020, mm-hmm. where all the manufacturers are required to put, you know, exactly how much added sugar. It'll be pretty prominent on the label. But they're saying you want to make sure that the average American right now is getting about uh, – 300 calories per day from added sugars, but you want to be uh, at 50 grams of added sugars um, per the Department of Agriculture, but per the American Heart Association, they say 25 grams for women at a limit and 38 grams for men. I say zero if you can avoid it, Um, but yeah, so that's that's the limit. Do you have, are you watching out for added sugars in your diet? Um, Well, I just, I'm on day three and I feel like I'm a cock addict. Okay, you said you're doing the no sugar thing, I'm doing the no sugar, but I am having fruit. Okay. But what I've done is I do it according to seasons. So mm-hmm. I do seasonal fruit okay. and I do it in spurts. So okay. like for instance like I had grapes. Um but I probably won't have grapes for until grapes are back in season. Yeah. So I found that's really helpful and also you can kind of tell it's really easy to tell which fruits are in season cuz they're usually the cheaper ones. The more expensive ones are the ones that are not in season. Yeah. So I I do that but then I also go on spurts where I don't have fruit at all. Yeah. So um I I try to do like try to stay away from that sugar, but that sugar train, man, it's. So do you have a grams per day? You're trying to be under for sugar? Or? No, because once you when I start doing that, that's when it gets kind of you know tedious. Tedious. Like, yeah. But so what I do is on my when I'm on my good path. I don't really have added sugars. I just have whatever's in the food. Yeah. So it's a sweet potato. There's sugar in there, but yeah. I don't like add more sugar to yeah. it. Um, and then my friend told me about honey and how it's essentially bees throwing up, and it's just like that kind of <laughs> killed my whole honey thing. So um, when I'm on my good path, I don't have a lot of added sugars. Mm. When I'm on the bad path where you're on autopilot, yeah. that's – you know, yeah, you a candy sure bar at the, the gas station. Yeah. That's like, you know, it's just, it just adds up. That's what I'm saying for, for me. And I know a lot of people, cause I posted that on my social media. It's one of those things where it's, 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 
you're addicted to it. Yeah. And some people don't even realize that. Coffee's another one where it's just like if you if you have if you're having certain withdrawals from certain foods and that means it's time for you to take the control. Exactly back. and take a break. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But you know, people don't want to do that. Yeah. And of course they're saying you also have to watch out for juices because when you juice you're getting that natural sugar but you're missing again the ingredients like some of the fiber. Yeah, but it's different yeah. if you juice versus Buying a natural juice. Yeah, and but well, the natural juices you have to watch out because they'll sneak in the added sugars oh, into yeah. that too. But when you juice at home, usually you're juicing and you're getting a lot of that added fiber, and mm-hmm. that fiber is what really helps to um, regulate the blood glucose um, right. response. So you want to make sure that even if you're juicing at home, you're you over juicing. Yeah. Or try, I like to blend at home, where I'll blend the whole fruit and I'll have everything together. Well, is it like yeah. a protein shake, or is yeah. that just no, add no, no. sugar too? Well, sometimes I'll add, yeah, I'll add protein, like vanilla protein, to mm-hmm. that. But I'll like blend the whole orange, you know, blend a lot of stuff so that I get the full fiber, it's oh. not the juice of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that kind of <laughs> tomato, tomato. I mean, well, I think I think the. Well, not tomato, tomato, because you need that actually helps. So you're not going to you're going to get the fiber and the nutrients of the full fruit rather than right. just the sugar from it. But you're talking to uh, a, a group of individuals where you know it's you're lucky if they get fruits and vegetables in their diet, even though it's available. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like if you if you're in that sect or that category, then whether you get you juice and you know you leave the fiber fiber out or you eat fruits and vegetables, that's way better than just having nothing or having the fruit snacks, which it's not yeah. even fruit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh I'm having a fruit snack. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's like <laughs> gelatin and all this other stuff. It's not fruit. They have stuff that tastes like fruit, but it's not fruit. But I, I still say it's good for them to know that because I think a lot of people juice and think it's healthy and then they're hungry again and they're like juicing again. Oh, and yeah. you're hungry and then you're again. And it's like, wait, if you get the fiber, you won't be as hungry. Mm-hmm. And at least if you are hungry for that second or third, you'll know what you're doing. You know? Right. You're, you're like, at least you can kind of put balance in balance it. and know that, okay, this is why I'm juicing all day, but the gains kind of stop, they slow down. You right. Know? It's a tricky, you have to find also what works for your body. It's a definitely a tricky Yeah, and situation. what works this week or what works for a month or what even works for a year mm-hmm. may not work the next year or the next week. Right. And so that, for me, when I was competing, I would kind of play with different diets and just see that Oh, my body responded really well this time, but not really as as good this right. time. And you don't know exactly why, but you got to play with little yeah. variables. And if you don't find the fun in that, then it's going to be tough to get to where yeah. you want to get. I have to. a friend. He's he's strict uh, strict meat eater. He all he eats is meat <laughs> and uh, maybe some vegetables, but it's like meat on meat. He's just going like paleo on paleo. Paleo on paleo, but yeah. he's a he's an Olympic athlete, yeah. um, and that's just all he. But he doesn't dabble in bread. Like he doesn't do fruit. Yeah. Like it's very like low. So and but it's working for him because yeah. he's an Olympic athlete. So it just again, it's what works for your and, body. And it sounds like he's probably eliminating a lot of other things that might compound the problem. So that maybe that. He's right. just getting a lot of benefits. And it's from all what he's doing. like natural, like yeah. it's, he gets it from farms. Like he's very particular on where he gets his meats from too. So Yeah, and that's I mean that's another thing. I think a lot of our studies are they're so difficult because you're not sure where that meat's coming mm-hmm. from, what it looks like, whether, you know, it was filled with hormones or the parent was filled with hormones right. and how that affects that particular animal. But I think we got speaking of animals, <laughs> I think we got a little little word a little word out of the uh, sports news, sports celeb news, right? I feel like we should have like a 
a, a bumper. Yeah. So can we get a celebrity news? Sports news. Fitness drop. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, well, oh, this is a story you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, well, <laughs> I thought you want to talk about Conor McGregor hitting yeah. the old man. Oh, well, no. We can talk about that, too, because oh I'm gosh. still crazy about that. Yeah. Conor, uh, that, that money from Mayweather just probably got to him. He's doing so much crazy yeah. stuff. Um, but the Nate Diaz fight, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I mean, everybody knew there's a trilogy, trilogy going to come coming, and he's not getting that boxing money. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, Dana White's just about that life as far as setting up those those matches. Like, look at John Jones, the amount of chances John Jones yeah, got. Yeah, I, I want to know what, like, Dana White and Connor, like, what do they talk about in private? Because it, it seems to me that like he's cut him off so many times, but then, like, oh, he's still going to fight. He'll be back in the ring. Well, I think he, I, I think, and I've met Dana White before, but, I, you know, obviously I don't know him that well at all. But I think he's one of those people where he's passionate about the sport. Yeah. Um, and he pretty much grew UFC to what it is. And when you see somebody entering um, UFC pretty much as a baby and you see them grow to somebody like a Ronda Rousey or a Conor yeah. McGregor or a John Jones, you kind of almost take them in as family. Yeah, but and has so, Conor grown? <laughs> well, I mean, grown as far yeah, yeah. as, you know, grown as far as being an athlete. Yeah, I know too. The, you know, yeah. the, the other stuff. No, bueno. But um, and I think when you consider people family, right. it's like you allow for these these things to happen, but you're not happy with it. Yeah. And then on top of that, because you consider them a family and they have grown to the to where they are, they're money makers. Yeah, of course. Like everybody else, like if you look at Amanda Nunes, she's she's great, but she's not on the level of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. It's and, unfortunate, but but and I want. But I'm wondering. So we got to talk a little bit about Connor's recent incident. He punches this guy, this old guy in the bar, for not taking a free whiskey shot. Well, it's his, it was from his comp. It was from his brand. He has his own uh, whiskey company. <laughs> that doesn't and, make it better. Yeah, it doesn't make it better. He has his own whiskey company, and he uh, it's, it was in Ireland, and they were all getting like this twelve shot, which is like something commonplace. And I don't know. I've never. I haven't heard of where. Um, I, I haven't heard of why the old man declined it. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're taking shots, that probably wasn't his first one. And, you know, not to play on stereotypes, but he is Irish. So, you know. But, you know, look at... I, I saw the video. The guy didn't look like... I mean, it, it just... It didn't seem like there was much of an argument before Connor hit him. But That's what I'm the, saying. Yeah. This is probably it. Probably wasn't his first shot. Oh, it wasn't Connor's he, first. Yeah, shot. he's he probably oh, yeah, like yeah. you know on the on the tipsy side. Like, Jesus, this guy looks visibly an older fellow. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but kudos to that guy for staying. He he like what kind of shot? It's either Connor was very tipsy or drunk where he couldn't get his full power. because yeah. the guy remained in his. Seat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could see he, kind of, he was further away enough yeah. that he didn't get the full thing. Yeah. But, so I mean, thankfully that yeah. was. You know, Jeez, a buffer. But could have been like any other way it could have gone. Yeah. And, uh, any discipline from the UFC? Because it didn't seem we've heard anything I from. mean, we'll see. Yeah. But I have, yeah. That, that fight's definitely going to go. Jeez. Like, I mean, if well, we have. Well, that's a moneymaker fight. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you have John Jones on multiple occasions, you know, yeah. drug testing and then runs away from a hit and run and. The, and John, laundry, yeah, John. the laundry list is crazy. And, I, um, and super nice guy. I've met him. Super, super nice guy. But, I mean... I remember one of his first fights when that guy was just tearing it up and like seemed like he would have this sort of very clean, yeah. cut UFC career. But, but that's <laughs> another problem when you start so young and you get so much money, you yeah. get fame, and you know, you're know you not used to, to, to handling it. Yeah. It's And you don't have a, a backing of individuals who are used to handling it. Yeah. You're... Could do, like, imagine if you got... 
Oprah money when you were 19, yeah. how much stupid stuff yeah. you would be doing. And there's sort of this kind of stars where they, they're not quite aware that they're as big as they are because I right. think we're just fighters, but mm-hmm. people follow you and people see what you're doing, so mm-hmm. you got to be careful a little bit. Well, you know. <laughs> well, in the world of bizarre health news, do we have a bizarre health news drop? Whoa. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so this is different remedies throughout history that have been pretty crazy. What's the craziest thing you've ever tried as a remedy? Uh, the one that comes to mind, and I can't remember if my mom did it, but I'm thinking of the one that's like stand-up where she wanted to put um, Tussin on, not Tussin, Vicks on like their eyelids, oh. and then Joe Coy's uh, another comedian. My the, mom is a mad Yeah, put the Vicks in the mouth, and then you put Vicks on the chest, and then you put Vicks on the bottom of your foot, and then you put the socks on. My mom has definitely done that. Um, so I think I probably have, there's probably some bizarre stuff that I just do that, yeah. You haven't done that? Right, where you put the Vicks on the foot. Yeah, you put the Vicks on the foot. Yeah, you put the the bottom of your foot, and then you put your socks on in hopes of the the cold. And you you do the mustache. Yeah, you do the mustache, and then you do underneath. Yeah, 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 it's that's if you have a severe cold, and then apparently the cold's supposed to seep through your feet or something. And and it's gonna work. Yeah, and then it gets bad. A shot of uh, a shot of uh, uh, rum too. Apparently, well, that doesn't sound that bizarre. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Allegedly. Well, in the 15th century, um, if you wanted to cure leprosy or urinary retention, you might be told to dry the intestines and powder the hedgehog of a hedgehog, mm-hmm. and that would help you pee. Okay. <laughs> in the 1600s, you had earthworms and snail shells as a remedy for tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, prunes were known to be, or supposed to be, a, prevent, a preventer of STDs in the 1500s. So they said you could have gone to any brothel and prunes, prunes were quite prominent. <laughs> so, and last, well, not last, horse placenta was used in ancient Rome for fertility. Okay. Have you ever tried, because we still do placenta stuff today. Yeah, I think Kim Kardashian did it a yeah. couple of years ago where she kept the placenta and she might have had like a soup with it, but don't and quote me pe- on that. There's people, something she did with the placenta. And some people, I think, powder it for pills and they say it helps with postpartum depression. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. heard that too. So I wonder if that'll be one of the weird things they include on this list like I 100 mean, years from now. <laughs> Or it's placebo, then, and it's yours, so hey. <laughs> and you know what? We in California love the cannabis. So, cannabis bread, which is actually was known as a to ward off the plague and a general health booster in general, actually included in the first ever printed cookbook. Uh, and it was called on. Um, on right pleasure and good health. Okay. So there you go. A little bit of knowledge from the 15th century. And do not use any of those stuff, <laughs> yeah. including the Vicks on the bottom of your foot. <laughs> well, I mean... The cannabis bread might, might, hey, might be all right. It might, it might work. Prunes? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so. I mean, doesn't, it, doesn't prunes help you go to the bathroom or something? I... I, I think that, so, right? I think that was yeah. I think that was a thing is, too. Is that is that real? I don't know. We'll have to investigate. If you I guys know. know, leave some comments and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I had some prune juice today, and yeah, yeah I went yeah. to the bathroom. Oh my gosh. And how about you? How's your recovery going? Um, it's like hit or miss. I'm very um. So for you guys who don't know, I had a calf uh, injury. And so I've been cleared to work out, but it's just kind of one of those things where I work out and then the tension is tighter so it's like I have to now be a regular individual and like work out like every other day yeah. which is not which is really throwing me off my whole and then like do a lot of therapy in between those therapy days, yeah. in between still doing Epsom salts um, I just add yoga but it's just like 
I'm used to doing yoga every day along with other workouts, yeah. and now it's just kind of like it's super tight, and it's just. But did you find your body getting better now, like taking like a break? Um, I don't know. I think I, because I've been working out every day for so long. Yeah. Like I mean. On average, five to six days a week, and on the seventh day, like, I might go for a walk, or, yeah. like, you know, but I'm just, like, recovering, but I've been doing it for so long that now being not working out as often, it kind of throws my me off, like, my mojo, uh, yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as, yeah. like, focusing and... But did you find your... Did you get better results in the few weeks that... Well, I got better results because I was doing two and a half hours of, fair, of, of rehab. Oh, okay, because for me, when I when I kind of, like, have moments in the gym where I'm, like, off for a little bit, mm. the first couple of weeks, my body actually gets better because it's actually recovering because I'm probably overtraining. Right. Probably, yeah. yeah. I'm sure once I get to full, like, it'll, it'll be a different yeah. thing. But this moment, it's just, like, very, like, I feel like I'm always, like, catch. I'm all, I feel like I'm a couple steps behind in everything. Well, now you, and now you just want to get back into it. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, I, I went to, like, a rollout class where you take the foam roller and they roll you out. So that, I'm like, that was, like, my first day back at the gym or my boot camp gym. And it's just kind of like, I miss it, but I, I'm, I'm also very hesitant because... It's. I don't want to go into surgery. Yeah, you got to be patient, not re-injure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because it's like one of those things where I, I tore both my hamstrings and I elected not to have a surgery, but I'm still feeling the effects of that. Yeah. So it's just like I can't do any more injuries, and I thought I was like pretty much yeah, the- clear. <laughs> like, and now it's just like oh, and so it's a little bit different. And um, yeah, yeah, you just have to you know go with the flow. Well, well, we uh, appreciate you coming in and making it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm waiting for that check from the podcast awards. Well, hopefully we'll have it soon. Boom. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank you for joining us. Again, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. On behalf of our PHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.